now. All right, cool. Yeah, so I I just wanted to talk about the uh, new saber score. So I was really uh, hoping that that you could be able to run with this, and we would let let you start off the the. Bring well, I don't know about back to do the hiatus. Like, what are people listening to, Matt? No, no, but like, but what? What is this? What are they listening uh, to? Okay, this is behind the Sims. Uh, it's where we kind of uh, we we publish our internal discussions about various uh, parts of the stuff that we're doing behind the scenes at Saber Sim. So sometimes it's models, sometimes it's like marketing stuff. Uh, today, I wanted to talk to Jordan and Andy about. Um, new, basically reworking Saber Score entirely. Uh, so this is sort of it is on the beta right now that is um, available to to some users. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of figure out the last, the final steps to um, publishing this for everyone. Yeah, um, you, and I know you and I have talked about this for a while, um, and I think Jordan's had like bits and pieces of it. But um, do you want to catch Jordan up on, I guess, the motivation for this, and then sort of like where things are at right now? Yeah. So the idea behind—I mean, this kind of is we've been talking about this in other behind the Sims and right. like other calls for a long time of this idea of like the integrity of the Sims and um, like sort of like the point of the way that we build lineups and um, how we can like build lineups with the highest expected value um, while uh you know, accounting, so like accounting for ownership and correlation and upside and all of that stuff. And through these discussions, I think one thing that I've realized is that the way that we were doing ownership fade, um, the way that, you know, it currently in the app that we've been doing it for a while is we're basically adjusting the player projections in the builder. Um, and so we're kind of like weighting ownership um, alongside the sim buckets that that we use with sim diversity but obviously the issue with that is that it's affecting like the integrity of the sims that we've talked about it's we're not building like what the sims are saying we're like adjusting what the sims are saying based on right. the ownership the of the players easiest way to describe it is like you don't ownership is not an input it's not something that should change how you build your lineups. It is how you evaluate your the lineups that have been built. Because like you want to build the best lineups you can, and then yeah. from those pick using other variables that are sort of meta to the lineup quality itself. Which ownership is the right. And another so, way of of talking about that is in any given like slate, the way that the slate plays out, you don't get more points for having low owned players, right? The point is not that like you exactly. score extra for getting low on players. It's that um, the point of caring about ownership is to take advantage of the ranges of outcomes of players. You're saying, okay, if like this chalky player performs poorly, then I want to put myself in a good position to to take down this tournament by having less of this player or, or whatever. Um, 
And so the idea is that you're taking advantage of the ranges of outcomes. And so that's not about like punishing players in individual sims for being chalky. It's about like ranking those lineups that are coming up naturally in the sims, um, but happen to be lower owned and or, or um, happen to kind of like rate better based you on lineups that are going to score the most points score. and happen to have low ownership. Right, essentially, yeah, and and so you're kind of trying to take advantage of those situations where like those low owned lineups end up being like the winning lineups and so based on that the idea is that we are going to remove ownership entirely as a slider um, so ownership will not be affecting the build process whatsoever and but because we already have this existing idea of a lineup pool where we're building thousands of lineups for people um, we can then apply ownership as a ranking method after the whole pool is built and bring up components in a ranking method exactly mm -hmm. yeah as a component in the ranking method which it already was a component in saber score um it, you know it is currently but the issue is that because they were tied it was tied to that slider we had to be like really conservative with ownership in the builder because if we were too aggressive with ownership in the builder it would just create like objectively bad lineups and so we had to be go way too conservative on how we were applying ownership in the builder to make sure that we weren't getting those lineups and so we couldn't be like aggressive enough in the ranking um accordingly but if we aren't affecting the sims at all with the ownership then we can actually like be more aggressive with how we're applying ownership um in the ranking without affecting the integrity of the sims um, yeah, I mean, not more think, aggressive, um, more, more accurate, you know, a, a more mm -hmm. a more accurate, have a higher correlation between Sabre score and like the EV of a lineup, essentially. It's similar in principle to Min Uniques, where with the way it works in SaberSim is that it now gets applied after the build. And it's because like, hey, we don't want, we get why people want to have more unique players across their lineups. But if you force that in when you're building them, you're going to force in too much uniqueness. You're going to force it in the wrong, in unnatural spots and, and then get mm -hmm. worse, like objectively worse lineups. And so a lot of people always ask, like, why do I need more lineups that I'm going to enter? And if you're playing, if, if, if it was still like 2014 and you could just like jam in optimals and, and print money, like, no, you don't really need it. It would still have, been beneficial then just as it is now but like to win today if you are building lineups based on projected score you need to find the lineups that not just have highly projected scores but reflect game scripts so they're taking into consideration correlations and also account for ownership but if you put all of that in up front along with uniques it just gets you a bad result um and so yeah just like the mini uniques get supplied after the fact we say build the strongest lines we can. And then afterwards, let's mm -hmm. find the most unique set from within that we can. The same with this, like build the strong lines we can now rank yeah. them by their ownership. Um, but I touched on yeah. it, like then conversely for ownership, we're taking that out of um, as one of the sliders, but conversely, like where does, what are we doing with correlation? Can you catch Jordan up on that? Yeah. So, so correlations, the, is essentially the opposite. Uh, 
is that we are keeping it as a slider but removing it from saber score um at least removing like the extra weight of correlation yeah. from saber score mm -hmm. so uh, the idea is that correlation is a tool in the builder to build higher upside lineups but the correlation is not an end it is just a means to the end of like building high upside lineups and so we don't if we are incorporating it into saber score in addition to upside then we're sort of double counting that upside because the only the whole reason for correlation is to build high upside lineups so like if that's the reason once we they've been it, built it's not like correlation gives you a bonus built. above what it's already accounting for exactly yeah and so right now saber score is going to bring up like a lot of those really really correlated lineups to the top but that isn't necessarily like all we care about in once the lineups are built is the upside ignoring ownership obviously but like the upside and then like adjusting for ownership so the idea is that we are now removing correlation. It's a th this new Sabre score is just going to be upside and ownership. Like those are the two factors that go into it. Um, okay. Jordan, I guess on your end, does do you have yeah. questions? Thoughts? No, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, I think it it definitely. Uh, gives strength to like our argument in general that the pool is viable. Like I feel much more confident saying that knowing how this new pool is being constructed. Um, yeah, I, I think it makes a ton of sense. I, the one thing I was going to add is, you know, Matt, you and I have been kind of toying with some of these ideas in some of the pro videos we've been putting out. One of the things you had mentioned that was that ownership fade was accounting for player variance. And that yeah. was kind of why you were still using it when we had recorded those videos. I know that part of this also includes a bit of a solution to that problem. Um, I, I'd be yeah. curious to hear a little bit more about how that's getting taken into account. Yeah, and that is one thing I wanted to discuss is like how is the presentation of that. But yeah, the idea is that we're adding this like variance adjusted ownership metric essentially to the player table. And this is is basically the calculation that the builder was already using with ownership fade. Uh, but the idea is that it's, it is adjusting the ownership projections based on the like average ownership for the player's position and the um, player's projection variance or their variance in the sim. And the theory behind it is that a high variance shock, like a high variance um, high-owned player is a better fade than a low-variance high-owned player. Um, essentially, like the the higher the variance of the the player's projection, the more you should care about ownership because the point of of ownership fade is to take advantage of these situations where like a chalky player underperforms or a low-owned player overperforms. You're like kind of Taking advantage of those. If you knew this outcomes. player was going to get eight times value 100% of the time, you wouldn't care if 100% of the time. Like, you would have it yeah. too. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and that's a good example. I like the extreme example. Or if like you know that the player is just completely random, it could be anywhere from zero to 100 and it's just completely random, then all that matters is the player's ownership. Like it doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't matter what their, uh, I mean, their mean is just like the middle of that, but like, 
if they're chalky, you like full fade, and if they're low, then you lock them because like yeah. And I feel like them, you know in basketball, it's interesting to me that there is like a, a it does make an impact, but like I feel like the more classic example would be like a hitter in baseball is like on a hot streak or just like they're against a really bad pitcher. And so they're going to be like mid, like double digit own where it's like, ah, like there's enough variance in that position where it's probably questionable. So yeah, like, how and... are you actually calculate? Like, I know you said like, you don't need to like write out the equation, but um, when you talk about like, how do you adjust for the variance? It basically, it is, it regresses the ownership to the mean. Um, if, if essentially if the player is higher owned than average, then it will um, regress them to the mean if they're low variance and regress them the away, mean of the like position. Move them away the mean of the position or move them away from the mean if they're high variance. Um, so it's essentially like the, the and the variance is adjusted for their like projection. So essentially it will take like their standard deviation divided by their projection as this like variance number uh, i think that's like the coefficient of variance um mathematically and then we essentially like will take the ownership like to that power or something i don't know the, i don't have to go through the exact equation but um practically uh for baseball it's a really good example because what you'll see is that pitcher ownership numbers will like um, move towards the mean, like move towards the average so like Shocky pitchers will the metric will go down from compared to their ownership, whereas batters will go up if they're chalky. Is mean better so, than median? Uh, I don't think that it's too important. I mean, we could play around with median. I think it doesn't matter too. Like that average ownership for the position, I think, is not the important part of it. That's sort it's, of it's just not to, like an objective thing. That process. like it's more of like a a, a benchmark. Right. So like if a player is third, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of to determine whether the player is like above or below average owned, like a, cause a player for, even Fandle, if there is no example, one player in that position with average ownership. Right. Exactly. It's more like if a player that's like 20% owned, but like at the center spot on, for NBA and FanDuel is going to be different than a player that's 20% owned at like the point guard slot because there are two different point guard positions and only one center. And so it just sort of changes like the, the um, scale. Are um, these, um are these adjustments zero sum like for golf? Does the adjusted ownership of all the golfers in the pool still equal 600? Like, no. So no, that's so part of the, yeah. And that's, that's, kind of what I want to talk about in terms of like the presentation is right now I just call it like adjust AD like ADJ own like adjusted own but yeah. that's a really bad name for it that I want to change because it it isn't an ownership projection and right now it looks like no it's but an ownership projection. I can put on um, that like pedantic hat and, and just say like adjusted ownership doesn't imply that this is an ownership. It just implies you adjusted ownership to get whatever this is now. Oh, sure. Yeah, you can explain it that way. But I think a lot of people will see it and think that it is a different ownership projection. Um, but it, it doesn't mean anything. to them thinking that? Uh, just like the optics of it, I think, of like 
showing that like it, it looks bad if it's like really off if it's like oh the adjusted ownership is this but then they ended up being way higher owned than that i think it's it's more mm -hmm. it's the optics and then just like making it clear what it is um i think more like it should just it shouldn't end with it shouldn't be like adjusted own because it's, we have like ss own my own and adjusted own makes it seem like yeah. it's just another yeah. ownership projection but if we're like own yeah. adjusted or like score, own plus or ownership sense. score or ownership rating because essentially mm -hmm. it's like it's sort of a metric that's saying like how much should i care about this player's ownership is like kind of a way to think about it um or it's like the ownership yeah adjusted for how much I should care about it or like, you know, how much it sh they should, their ownership should impact the lineups um, or the lineups scoring. So that's, you know, one thing is I, I do think that just the naming of it, I mean, even uh, when we, we have talked about it within the pro channel, you know, people are a little bit confused about like the name and, and sort of what it is. Um, I also don't know that it needs to be like, front and center like right next to ownership because there's not really much use for the metric in like before you build lineups um it's interesting i think especially for mlb to just see the differences but you're not gonna like do anything with it mm -hmm. really uh because it doesn't mean anything um until like but it's just a a metric it's not like measuring a specific tangible thing is that selling it short? Because I guess. Oh, I think it's extremely like valuable and like really cool. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't want to sell it short. I just mean like it's not measuring anything specific. It's not like you could you could measure the accuracy of adjusted ownership because it's like it's it's just like a right. But just because it's not measuring something doesn't mean it doesn't have predictive value or like yeah um, so i guess that's my, my point is like it, it, say you're someone who you're looking at leverage a lot when you're building you don't have strong takes and so you're trying to stay more in line with the field and, and like pick your spots to differ does it make sense to look at adjusted ownership as as a guidepost more than actual ownership Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that is a decent point that, like... Yeah, the the one thing about that, though, yeah. is that, like, a... Better... But I really feel like, like in that sense, like, it, it is. Like, you are saying, if, right. one, the market's not efficient, but if we assume an efficient market and, like, the ownerships are correct... Uh, yeah. It's like, we're saying, okay, but, like, maybe they're correct from an absolute sense, but when you factor in variance here's how that would be done because the market's not that efficient. These are things they're not considering. So let's tone that down. And here would be variance mm. adjusted targets. If you're trying to be in line right. with, if you're trying to take what the market is telling you about the players and then account for factors that they aren't. Yeah. The, the one yeah. problem with that is that it, it would push people kind of in the wrong direction because of two players with the exact same raw ownership projection, the, better play according to our sims will have a lower adjusted ownership so if somebody's using like leverage to match their exposures and kind of 
get even with yeah, adjusted I, I, ownership, I meant, they would get like less. I meant more like but leverage I, as a strategy, not like them not, doing that blindly yeah. measuring against adjusted ownership. It'd be more saying like, okay, like I'm trying to get my exposures in line with adjusted ownership. I do think like having a way for somebody to potentially see the difference between raw ownership and adjusted ownership in the app, like as a column would be kind of cool. Um, like you could sort and see like top, top players with a higher adjusted ownership than raw ownership. And, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, one, I think so far based on what I've, when I've been testing it is, and I can change like the scale, like the equation to be different, but like in most sports, it is like lower. It, it regresses players towards the average ownership. Like MLB batters are one of the only uh, types of players that are actually like going away from the the average because they're so high. It's like the highest variance mm -hmm. like type of player across like even high variance sports like NHL and and like League of Legends. Like those are still like lower variance than MLB batters. Um, Partly just because like the the raw points is like the projections are below ten or like at ten, but then it's like between like tons of games with zero and 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 games with like forty or whatever. Like it's just such a high range, um, and so I, I think just the raw because it's like it's not normalized for the sport. I think it does look a little weird. Like for NBA, it's it it really really regresses. Like you know the top projected owned like on let me just open up like DraftKings right now um the top projected owned is like vanderbilt today at like 48 percent, but his adjusted owned is like 22 and it kind of just goes down and the next it's like beasley at 43 and adjusted is 40 is 21 so mm -hmm. like everybody's going like pretty significantly towards the mean which is basically because nba is such a low variance sport that that's basically telling people like hey ownership doesn't matter in nba as much as it does in other sports and like so everybody get, goes towards the mean because it's low variance and so you don't need to care about ownership as much um in nba is basically what what it's telling you there um with that so, in yeah. mind it seems like if you are building to try to like not have uh, opinionated takes on players. And so you're looking at ownership, but then also looking at like adjusted ownership as far as variance. So that makes me think, yeah, it shouldn't be a target for that because not like if some, if in a low variance sport, like, the lowest variance you could have, it would still adjust it down. Like if someone, if like, would is there a case where it would just it, not adjust it, it was, at all? It's always adjusted. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. it, it ends up being about the sit. Well, low. So low ownership players are adjusted up. So it's like everyone gets closer to mean in a low variance okay. sport. So in theory, if there's zero variance, everybody would have the exact average ownership. 
everyone essentially everyone's ownership would be the same because in because a sport with zero variance ownership does ownership doesn't right. matter um so that's so definitely like the adjusted ownership should not be a like exposure target and i think that's right. what jordan was getting up before yeah. like it doesn't mean it it's not like a something that you should like target like I, when you're actually messing with your minimax exposures yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. i i'm team adjusted ownership right now like i, I don't think there's enough to like really change that and what i would say is like if you guys want to think more about it cool like if you have like specific suggestions we can talk you mean about, just like for the name the name the name yeah why not just um, like ownership rating or like because it's not a rating it's that me to me that makes it like saber score when if it's normalized out of 100 if it like it's just like i don't know like it's not yeah, but I mean, rating that, what? Like on what scale? Like what? It's just like I think it's rating gets con, more is less intuitive. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like I, again, like I don't think there's much. If people get the wrong idea about it, I don't know if that's really like a bad thing. And then, like, I think it's our job to educate on that. And I guess the way I view this is one of the major complaints that comes up again and again and again over the years that we've really worked at is Saberson being a bit of a black box. And this goes in the right direction. It, it completely uh, kind of takes everything out of the box where Saber score, you can, uh, and Beta, you can't do this right now, but like when we release it, I'm assuming you'll be able to like, you won't be able to like edit Saber score, but you'll be able to see how it's calculated and you can change it. And like, yes, adjusted ownership is a black box in the sense of you don't know how it's calculated, but like, you know what the variable is. And if you disagree, you could create your own custom data, upload that and then replace that in mm -hmm. the rank metric. And so it's like, I'm fine having things that are kind of proprietary because we also have the tools for people to just see how we're using it, see what that number is. Yeah. And then do something different if they if they don't like it for whatever reason. And then on the yeah. content side, we can come out and have something like Andrew or Jordan can can go and kind of summarize a lot of this about like what it does and what it tries to do and then let people make up their own minds. But like that's kind of how I'm thinking yeah. about it. And as a term, I'm fine with that for now. But um yeah. What yeah I mean I we should the, the big things to talk about are like, I guess the the formula itself for the ranking to replace saber score. Yeah. But I know you're messing around with contestants and stuff. So what, like, kind of where are you at there? Yeah. So I have been running contest sims, essentially taking like the default sliders without ownership fade, uh, such as correlation and, and sim diversity, and then like what I'm doing is I'm just measuring the, I'm looking at this the different weights of like the um percentiles uh so like 25th through 99th percentile and mean projection and then um the adjusted ownership so th just real quick I, I think i've mentioned this to jordan and to the pro channel but my my thought for the new saber score is take the um normalized uh percent like 95th percentile 
So normalized to that 100 is the top lineup in the pool. And then everything is just um, is, is normalized to that, similar to Saber score right now. Uh, and uh, then, yeah, okay, yeah. And then, sub, and then uh, subtract the average adjusted ownership of the lineup not normalized. Um, and the, the reason for that is because the, we don't necessarily want the relative ownership of the lineup because in a slate where naturally like the highest upside lineups are lower owned, we don't want to like punish the highest owned lineup in the pool if it's already low owned. Like we want the ownership to sort of be like more absolute because it's not it's it's more of an it is more of an absolute metric um rather than a relative metric so the idea and then it, it kind of matters more for like um the idea that that we're in a low variance sport like nba it's all sort of regressed more it makes ownership just naturally um like can you explain how this is less set up so that it doesn't um it accounts for that i guess i'm not wrapping my head around that so the idea is that the percent, like the upside portion of the of the metric, is normalized. Yeah. To, so that, but like, for the, specifically yeah. on adjusted and ownership, yeah. The adjusted ownership is just the like literally the average adjusted ownership of the lineup of all the players in the lineup, and so it's not normalized. So it's going to be in a small slate. It will be higher. Um. And in a big slate, it will be lower. And so, like in a small slate, saber score is okay. going to naturally. You're saying, you're, you're saying that this, um, compared to normalizing it to a hundred, which would right. mean that it's always subtracting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah. So it means like yeah, normalizing to one hundred would be like always sort of like punishing the like top owned lineup yeah whatever the highest owned one is is going to be 100 even if it's not actually that highly owned right exactly whereas this this like has is a a scale based on like how the actual absolute owner or adjusted ownership um so what are the thoughts on the 95th percentile so so that's an interesting one so in my back testing i've been testing like all the different percentiles um in addition to like mean projection. Um, the interesting thing is that the like optimal de- changes quite significantly depend on, depending on the sport and the size of the slate. Um, for NBA, uh, it's actually like mean projection has like more slightly higher correlation with ROI than like 95th and 99th percentile. Did you have you tried um, median? I'm assuming they're very close, but like median is is less. They're all very close. And I think I mean the reason is just because NBA is like so low variance and so like um uncorrelated in general that like what I think is that because the mean projection has more nuance. Um, in terms of like having, um, like the median is just like a point value that the player scores, that, that the lineup like scores in the sim. So there's like more 
variance. I would assume that the reason um, that's the case is because it's easier to project project an average, a mean average, than a percentile. And so, I, like, if our ninety fifth percentiles were perfectly accurate, I would have to assume that would be better than using the mean. But like, I'm guessing yeah, I that's think more why. The, the, Right, the 95th percentiles are higher variance. Um, so it, it's sort of like what you're saying. They're harder to, they're they're more of an estimate, I guess. Um, like, well, on, on it's higher variance is because it's on a smaller sample. And so, like, yeah, outliers within that sample can really skew it. Whereas when you have thousands of data points that you're averaging together, you kind of smooth all of that. Right. Right, and for MBA, basically that the difference is so close anyway that like that little bit exactly right exactly for MBA ends up making enough of a difference because the distributions are relatively normal, and because the mean is very strong, any deviation from like theoretically correct in the ninety fifth percentile is going to be big enough to not outweigh the risk of using it. It's better to use the average, but you're saying like for other sports, it's not the case. Right, but then for, for MLB, 95th ends up being, like, the best one. I think the reason why it's not 99... You'd think that it would be 99th, but I think it's, again, that, that issue of, like, the outliers and the sample size of... of um, even with thousands of sims, like, the 99th is still going to be, like, fairly noisy. high variance. Yeah, fairly noisy. And so 95th ends up being that, like, good balance of, like, getting sense. the upside without being as noisy. Um, so I think part of my, my question is like, and, and then the weight of ownership as well does change depending. I, I kind of thought that because of the way that adjusted ownership works, like it would just be like sort of the same optimal weight for ownership, regardless of like slate size and sport, which is naive of me to, to think if it is very different, like small, I did like a four game MLB slate and it's like extremely aggressive with ownership as like the highest correlation for, with ROI um, with a big NBA slate. It's less aggressive, though still like a higher ownership weight than I might think for a huge NBA slate. Like ownership does matter. Um, so basically what I'm thinking is that we should have a different Sabre score formula like for each sport and like slate size, but then also the contest size matters. So like, I part of what I'm wondering is like, do we want to have like a different formula for like every single combination of like contest size, slate size, and sport, or do we want to have it more standard, knowing that it's not optimal, but like letting people adjust like accordingly? Um, the other issue is that non-pro users cannot create right. custom metrics, so I think we do want it to be as like accurate as. as Close to an estimate of ROI as we can. Um, yeah. So for people that can't create custom metrics, right? So fundamentally, this is our own. Like I said before, like it's our own custom metric, and that's like a good differentiator right. for pro versus standard with Saberson, where it's like we're going to share with you some of the things that we build as like a feature in Saberson for pro users who are appreciate that but want to make their own takes they can then go tweak it but we want to make it as good as we can 
for everyone who uses it as is. And I mean, I think when we know that it's going to be different for each slate in the contest style, like we changed the sliders for that right now. I think we changed this. Yeah. And what I'm thinking, this is sort of uh, kind of is more of a product question, but like you shouldn't be able to edit our saber score you should be able to see it but like you yeah. should be able to like almost open it up and like pick a different one or see all of them um and the main reason for that is one is transparency of just like seeing oh okay here's how it it's this because of the size of the slate or because i picked this contest but also um practically speaking i can see people being less worried about the build sliders do one big build and then have different ranks within that to fill their different contests and so it makes sense to yes. allow them to switch there um yeah i think that is a very big and and really i think if if the main like i would say that that the different contests like ownership is the biggest is the factor that gets impacted the most by like which contest you're playing um because like generally like the payout structures are top heavy you want high upside lineups um obviously like how high upside you need changes a little bit but like for the most part i would say that like any gpp you're playing you want to prioritize upside but then how much you care about ownership really i think changes a lot depending on the contest size and like the stakes and like there's just a lot of different things that impact it so I, i'm definitely agreeing that like the pool itself i think could be the same for a lot of your different contests and then you mm -hmm. do different sorts um to fill so i do like the idea of, of having those different like saber score options for different contest types in like the, the sort method yeah all right so that's something we can think on are there block i know you got to go are there blockers or things that you because i think like right now i'd say as far as like next steps goes it would be just getting we don't need exact precision because if we try for that we like introduce noise of like the perfect one for every single combination of this is sort of like we approach the sliders of of figure out the smart uh adjustments that can be made without introducing like the risk of, of too much noise um, so, like, I think like that's clear. But I guess other than that, are there other things that you think are still up in the air that are holding you back from kind of moving forward on this? I mean, I guess the main question would be more on the product side. So, like, right now, essentially how I set, have it set up is, like, the new Saber score literally is a custom metric that's just, like, not editable. Um, yeah. But, like, I can basically just, like, create a bunch of them, and then we just, like, decide which one to, like, select by default based on the characteristics of the the sport and the slate do you think that's like the right approach is basically just like add a bunch of custom metrics like name like saber score nba i mean i think the name gets really long if we're like saber score yeah NBA, we should be so like one thing to be clear is like it shouldn't have the sport we can just have a tooltip or something that's like this will list all of the NBA ones that we have. They're right. going to be different for MLB, yeah. but like we don't need to show all the sports within one. It also so, it should yeah. only be the ones for the slate size that the users build. No, no, you should you think on a four game um, maybe in the, in the drop show, down. 
in the drop down, I mean, like there's no reason. Probably in the in the drop down, but I think there should be a tooltip or some way to show like how this is different or how it compares to the other. Like that is less concerning to me. Given that, like, I think it is going to be an interesting point of like, oh, this one seems different than before. Like, let me compare it to like if I change the slate size, how would that do? So, I'm not as convinced on that. But I, what I would say, Matt, is yeah, fire wallet, silo it to like sport, and then just yeah. go crazy, and then we can dial it back in on the product side, like as we like see it. But I think it's just going to take us yeah. like playing around with it and seeing it. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense uh i think it'll be a lot this will be nice as a way to we can like dial these in for different sports and like change them more easily if they're sort of like um we can kind of apply them like outside of the code essentially we're just like we can we can adjust like the what the formulas are based on our back testing and everything um the right and again like question... i really like this because it's we're being our own customers who are using our product mm -hmm. and people are like oh how can i use this like here like this is how we're doing it and before yeah it was kind of that way but you couldn't quite do what we were doing or know exactly what we were doing and this brings it together where it's like hey like any subscriber to saver gets to benefit from the work that you are doing on this right now and then yeah. the pro subscribers who really want to take this to the next level can say okay that's a cool starting spot i've got some different ideas about this let me run with it and do it in my own way, yeah. but like they get it and it shows how it all comes together. And then like, yeah, we can keep changing it. And if people are like, oh, oh this is different. It's like, yeah, if you don't like this one, like we change it because we are confident it's better. This is like our custom yeah. metric. If you want a different one, like, mm. go for it. Like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What were, what uh, were you going to say is the other question? Just real quick showdowns or like Sim, um, Sim Diversity 10, we do weight it for like the number of dupes or like the number of times the lineup comes up in the stims uh, in the builder. What I'm thinking is that we just surface that information. Yeah, in, in, as a as a, a metric, metric. In the, on the lineups. And so for like yeah. showdown specifically, like we show it in the lineup and we incorporate it into the metric um, as like yeah, you know, I like that number of like yeah. Uh, so just wanted to make sure that, that sounded good and then. Um, anything else that i wanted to go over i guess and late swap is the one, only other thing one um, note one note that i'm just on the product side that while we're talking about it is i don't know how this works on standard now but they should be able to like maybe it's not a pencil icon or whatever but like they should be able to see maybe it's a tooltip whatever like what the formula for any of the ranks and just not change it we still want to surface that to them yeah so right um, now how it works is like when you hover over it in like the okay, footer, okay it shows the formula so you can yeah, that's edit fine. it but you can yeah, yeah. but you're uh, saying only other thing is swap? with late swap because we don't update ownership after lock currently i know we've we've been talking about um doing that and well okay <laughs> um but yeah basically I, I think that we should probably have a different maybe we just like have the default be like either percentile or product like we default to not incorporating ownership in late swap i think it's just kind of a hard why it's a hard problem to solve i don't think that's i think that's like kind of cutting it off at the knees because 
we're not saying ownership isn't a factor. We're just saying we're not doing it. And so yeah, we it's should just, say it's like, tough. hey, like if you disagree with our ownerships, because one, in like in general, the initial ownerships are still going to be close. If there's news, yes, I would change it. And like we do change it for the or do we for, for future games, like when the Sims run again, like ownerships will get updated. Right. No, no, no. We don't. Once the slate locks, all the ownerships are once, locked. Well, once the first the game locks, all the ownerships are stuck. Yes. Yeah. How hard is that to change? That's what I. You were telling me to. Shift no, I know, up. but like now, <laughs> but it's like, how hard is that? For... Uh, hard. I mean, this is what we. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. It's not so easy. <laughs> I, I would still say like ownership should be in it. You can wait it less for now. And we can like give the caveat to people who want to make changes. Like if you did, if 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 you're trying to add value, change the ownership. Yeah, I mean, I will, and that's what we tell people currently. That is, we already tell people that. Okay. The one really nice thing over the current saber score is when we don't have ownership fade as a slider, the risk of incorporating ownership into the ranking metric for late swap is much much less because like yeah. the worst case yeah, is exactly. you're essentially bringing you're you're bringing lineups to the top that have like a new value that opened up essentially like someone was zero percent owned before lock now they're starting at min price they're going to come up to the top of your list but like that's a good thing like maybe you'll be a little exactly. bit overexposed but not you're not like forcing that player in to yeah. the builder when they shouldn't right. be it's just yeah, you're getting so, more of those players. Yeah. So I don't think it's like a terrible. No. And, and so I guess to, let me know if you disagree with this, but to summarize, it would be don't change the formula because we're not happy with one of the variables. If we think the variable should be there, like change the weight of it. So like ownership, right. whatever the equation you think it is, like which we've kind of talked about, keep it that way and then just lower the weight until we're more confident in the ownerships. Um, and then we can just be transparent about that so that people know how they can, but like, we shouldn't get, right. put a different equation in there if we, unless we finally no, no, have no. issues with the equation, it doesn't sound like we do. Cool. No. All right. Well, I know it's takes cool. the dog to the vet week, so I will let you guys <laughs> go, but, um, cool. yeah, keep us updated, Matt. Uh, it's good. All right. On this. Excited to see you all come together. See you guys. See everybody. Yep. Bye.